there, and welcome to episode 5 of Cancer, Hold My Beer. So, this episode we're going to talk about basically the 5 weeks of my chemo radiation therapy and uh, the healing afterwards. Let me tell you, it wasn't easy, and honestly, it still isn't. So, like every episode before this, I will start with a quote. The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. Today, I whispered in the devil's ear, I am the storm. From the Minds Journal. Alright, so week one. Uh, that would have been from December 12th to December 18th. Uh, as far as radiation, uh, no major issues. Um, everything was basically pretty much, uh, I guess, easy breezy. Um, there was no problems with any burning. There was no uh, irritation. There was no nothing in the first week, so that was good. Uh, chemo, on the other hand, uh, when I started taking the pills, probably about... A day to two days after taking the pills, that's when I started feeling really tired and really worn out and really nauseated. Um, and just didn't feel like eating, couldn't keep really a lot of food down. I didn't throw up or anything, just I uh, wasn't really in the mood to eat to begin with on top of not being able to go to the bathroom. So it was a combination of all this. So um, I drank a a few booths, um, mostly soups, um, and when I did have, like, more solid food, it was kind of like little bites here and there. As far as activity in that first week, I tried to keep up as much as I could, uh, kept busy around the house, uh, cleaned and did the dishes and cleaned the floors and laundry and all that fun stuff that, uh, we do as adults. Um, in that first week as well, I ended up going to see my family doctor for the results on some tests that I had done, um, and just for a basic uh, update, she wants to see how I was doing, so we did that. Um, other than that, uh, visited some family, uh, spent some time with my granddaughter, um, so it was a pretty, it was a, it was a pretty normal week uh, as far as you can say that chemo and radiation is normal but um it was okay week two so that would be december 19th to the 25th so that week was still okay as far as radiation um nothing really all that out of the ordinary uh, chemo, on the other hand, was getting worse. I was even more nauseated, uh, really super not hungry, had a really hard time even like moving around. I did my best, uh, but there was a lot of resting in between. Um, I dressed for every maybe like half hour of walking around and doing stuff. I'd have to rest for probably about 15, 20 minutes and then try and get back at it. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I just said, screw it. I'm not doing anything. Um, not hungry at all. Super, super tired. Um, super cranky. I, yeah. Like, I really was not a happy camper. And the muscle pain started. So basically, um, just whenever I try to grab onto something, my muscles would lock. Um, I felt Charlie horses more often, um, and just my muscles stiffening up. Um, it made it made moving around really hard. So now this is the week that I would meet up with my radiologist. Um, he would, uh, you know, ask me questions, see how everything's going. Uh, if I had, uh, if I had any questions, um, want to know if there was anything odd going on or just overall how I was feeling and, you know, just so that if they needed to adjust anything, they could adjust it and stuff. But I said, no, everything's pretty good. Um, 
yeah, I said mostly it was the chemo that was giving me problems, but uh, they said it was normal. That's exactly what it does. So obviously this is uh, the week with Christmas, and um, that was really hard. Uh, not like emotionally really, but uh, just, you know, I wanted so much to be with family, and I wanted to go buy my kids presents and stuff, and I just couldn't. I was so, like, I was out of it couldn't do anything um so uh, I just bought a whole pile of gift cards and they were happy with that um we kind of stayed home we chilled we just uh kept to ourselves and stuff but I really was not in the mood to visit uh I think if we did visit I think we went uh to Pat's uh brother's house and visited for maybe a couple of hours but that was it we didn't really go around and to see people Week three, uh, that would be from December 26th to January 1st. Uh, now, December 25th, there was no radiation because it was Christmas, so I continued December 26th. And January 1st, well, there was no radiation because uh, it was New Year's Day, so those that's when the uh, cancer centers closed. So radiation... Starting to feel that sunburn feeling like they had said I would. Uh, it's pretty mild at this point. Uh, so basically all I'm doing is kind of soaking in the tub and adding some Epsom salt. Uh, making sure the water is not too hot so it doesn't burn my skin even more. Um, my skin's starting to feel really weird. Almost like, um, almost like a thick hide. Like almost when like, I don't know if you like you touch a dog or a cat, like that thick skin that they have. Um, it kind of started feeling like that. Um, didn't really feel that great. It felt really weird when I was touching my skin. So I guess, I don't know if it was the radiation alone or if it was the chemo with it that was doing it. I'm really not sure. Um, but one thing too that started to happen was my skin was changing colors like they said it would uh, they said my skin would get darker well they weren't kidding when they said it would get darker um, as I was laying in the tub looking at the area where they were putting the radiation um, if you ever look at an x-ray machine you look above and you see that box um, with the light that comes out of it well I basically had that box as a tan line in that area so I had <laughs> I had this box shaped tan on my abdomen going into my pelvis um, it was at the front and at the back so yeah that's, uh, that's some heavy-duty stuff now to go along with that tan line um, the darkness of the skin um, it looked like somebody took uh, a charcoal briquette and rubbed it in my lower bathing suit area. It, uh, it was weird. It was very weird and strange and it just, it looked so disgusting. As far as the chemo, well, nausea stayed, tiredness stayed, uh, I was lethargic, didn't feel like doing anything. So I basically, I was at a point now where not only am I feeling the effects of the chemo, I'm feeling like shit, I'm starting to feel the effects of the radiation. So I have, I've got a double whammy. Um, but the best part about all this now is um, not only am I not hungry, tired, and cranky, and I have muscle pains, I can't think. And it just basically feels like I have a bad flu now. So that's it's starting to progressively get worse mm -hmm. um another thing that's happening too with um the radiation is um now they've said it would kick me into menopause and they weren't kidding i'm starting to get hot flashes not a lot of them um but i'm starting to feel like every so often i'll feel like this heat just come over me but it doesn't last long well if that's all i have to worry about then you know, that's, that's doable, it's doable, right? Right? Yeah. 
I basically didn't go anywhere. I stayed home. I didn't care if people wanted me to go visit or whatever. I was not doing it. I wasn't feeling it. I just wanted to stay home in my pajamas, wearing loose, loose clothing. Didn't want to get dressed. I hated my body. I hated my skin. I hated the way that I felt. It just, I just wanted to climb out of my body and just, you know, not be there anymore. Now, as far as the muscle pains uh, progressing in this now, I'm pretty sure it was the chemo that was doing this. Um, but I was actually getting um, Charlie horses in my arms. And they weren't very strong, but it was like, it hurt. Like it, it was like when a Charlie horse squeezes, that's what it felt like in my arms. So just basically in the forearm, like not in the hands or anything, just in the forearms. And of course, uh, my feet, they weren't really sore, but they were sensitive. Like when I would walk, I made sure I had shoes on in the house, but um, they were sensitive. If I didn't wear shoes, I could, every time I put my foot on the floor, it hurt. Now, another thing that the um, chemo was doing, uh, I started having major brain fog. So I would forget things. Uh, I'd try and think of words, and I couldn't think of them. It was really frustrating. Uh, it would make me cry. Um, so I got to a point where I just didn't want to talk to anybody. Because it's like I'd have a conversation, and it would be like I can't even think of a word. Um, I still have that today, actually. Um, sometimes it's like, like I said, um, my brain just takes a dump, and I have to wait. I have to wait like a good minute or so before starting over again so it doesn't happen as often now but back then when I first started it it was just so freaky because it wasn't me like I you know drop of a hat I would like be able to say stuff and yeah that wasn't happening uh yeah no it was it was bad so now we enter week four of five this is where it started to get severely severely worse so this is from January 2nd to January 8th this is where this is the week that I would see my uh, radiologist uh, to for an update and uh, just any news how I'm feeling all that jazz well my moods were progressing uh, to be a little bit worse every time. So it's like the first time he met me, oh yeah, everything's great. Now this is gonna be the second time he meets up with me. So I'm not gonna like, you know, be cranky with him, but you know, I think he kind of felt it. Um, but anyways, so that week radiation. Okay, so let's talk about hot flashes. Okay, this was not your typical hot flash. Menopausal women know these hot flashes like, oh my God, you can't. No, 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 no. These are horrible. These are worse than menopausal hot flashes. Your entire core heats up. But not only does your core heat up, your entire body heats up after to the point where I was laying in bed and I was sleeping and it woke me up. Hot flashes do wake you up. But when I woke up and I got out of bed, I could not get back into bed because the bed felt like it was a heating pad on like super high. The bed was hot itself. All that heat from my body was, the bed was soaking it up. So it's like I'm getting the heat from my body. I'm getting the heat from my body going into the bed. Now I'm getting the bed basically giving me back my heat so it's like I'm getting it double it, it was like I was on fire I mean I could have went out in the snowbank and melted like it it was horrible horrible so at that point yeah two o'clock in the morning I'm up with a hot flash can't cool off and uh well I can't go back to sleep now and I have trouble sleeping to begin with so might as well just sit down and watch tv I guess uh yeah well I got primed so it's all good 
I'm, I found some movies and some TV shows to binge on, so it was great. Um, then you can't even focus on TV because now you're starting to feel the pain. You're starting to feel the pain from the burning. You're starting to uh, witness your skin peeling, which is super, super bad. Um, it's like, it's not like a regular sunburn peel. It's like, it's not a thin skin peel. It's like a thick skin peel and it's, it's gross. It's uncomfortable. Uh, and when you, if you peel that skin, it's like peeling the skin off a blister. Basically that's, that's the way I can describe it where, you know, when you peel it off and it hurts, that's exactly what it feels like. But, you know, in my bathing suit area. So that's, like, even, like, even more sensitive. So it's, it was very, very, very painful. So I'd started a page back then, and um, I'd even put on my page about this experience where, um, how I felt and stuff. And I, I kind of uh, explained it, like, you know, when you put a Swanson dinner in the microwave and you take it out and everything on the inside is hot or everything on the outside is hot and everything on the inside is like still frozen. Well, it's like kind of reverse where it's like, you know, you're on fire 24 seven on the inside, but you touch your skin, but you're not heating up on the outside, but you're on fire on the inside 24 seven. So the chemo, Okay, so now it feels like I got hit by a truck. So it's probably a combination from the radiation pain and, you know, that getting worse. Well, the chemo is not getting any better. So, yeah, I, I was a mess. It was, um, it was a very hard mess. And to top it all off, like, I kept on smelling this smell of burnt skin. Like, it was so gross. And I'm like, I can't, it was to a point where I couldn't even, like, even eat or drink without, like, you're tasting that smell. And it was so disgusting. And I had talked about that with the doctor. And uh, he said it might actually be the chemo that's doing that. It may not be the radiation. But I'm like, yeah, but the chemo is not burning my skin. It's, like, the radiation. Like, it smelled like burnt skin. Like, you know, I was looking at myself, I'm like, my skin is, like, black. It is, like, withered black, like, oh, it, it's, I don't know, it, it looked like a piece of charcoal. Like, it was gross, so it's, like, I, I don't know, I mean, that's, that's kind of burnt, so that's what I'm trying to, like, think that maybe that's where the burnt skin smell is coming from, but he was, like, for sure it was the chemo. I mean, maybe, maybe it was a combination I mean, that's what I think anyways. All right, so week five. So this is the last week of uh, the regular treatments uh, and the chemo. But it's not the last of the pain. Um, so this would be from January 9th to January 15th. Um, that, that's basically the end of the five weeks, but because of those two holidays, so Christmas day and January 1st, um, the 16th and 17th, um, are the last days of the regular chemo treatment. And then the week after that would be the three boosters. So that would be the 20th, 21st and 22nd. So, um, so as far as the radiation itself, for that week, um, well, let me tell you something. In all my life, I had never, ever felt the amount of pain and suffering that I have in that week. That was the beginning of hell. It was the most horrible feeling I woke up one night I, I think it was during the week I don't think it was a weekend 
I thought I had a massive bladder infection. And I'm like, oh my God, it hurts so bad. And I didn't know what to do. So here I am, I'm taking my, my morphine because it hurts so much. That didn't even take the pain away. So I had the bright idea of taking two morphines. Well, maybe it's just not enough, right? Because it's excruciating. Two morphines did nothing. Okay, there's something wrong here. So at my next uh, radiation appointment, I checked with the radiation nurse. I said, look, I think I have a bladder infection. It hurts so bad. Like, I can't stand it. I don't know what to do with it. Cranberry juice isn't doing anything. The water's not doing anything. I don't know what to do. So they took a test. They're like, no, you don't have a bladder infection. Well, what was happening was with all the radiation, all the weeks of radiation that I had, what the radiation does is it kills all the tissue. So, and by killing all the tissue, now you've got the chemo that's stopping tissue production, then you've got the radiation that's killing all the tissue. Um, so now, my body doesn't have a chance right now. It's just, so my urine is now acidic. So that's what's causing the burning. It's, it's the, treat, the treatments are just destroying my body on the inside. So this is where I, I pulled up Google and I'm like, okay, I need a solution. I need, nobody seems to be able to help me. I need help with this. So I looked up and I searched and searched and searched. And you know what? When you're not feeling good and you're in a lot of pain, it's even harder to look on Google. It's hard enough as it is now. But uh, I finally found something. So baking soda alkalizes your acid. Now, I know some people drink baking soda water. And I don't understand how they can do it because it's quite disgusting. I tried it. And I tried a bit. It's like, you know what? Yeah, but I'm like, I want this to work like really, really good because this is really, really bad. There's something going on. So instead of like one tablespoon for two liters of water, I did like one tablespoon with a shot of water. So like a tiny little glass. Okay. That is disgusting. It is the grossest thing you can ever do. But let me tell you. It was the only thing that worked. The pain went away within 15 to 20 minutes. The pain was gone. Now, I didn't want that pain to return. So I made myself jugs and jugs of baking soda water. And I chugged that shit for like a good week. I just chugged the shit. Like, I didn't care how gross it was. I just didn't want to feel that pain. And it actually maintained it. I did not feel the pain at all after. And I did share it with the radiation nurses. I told them that was the only thing that worked. Now, I'm already going through hell. Drinking baking soda water. That's the least of my problems. I think I'll take that over the pain. Thank you. I don't care how gross it is at this point. Would I drink it now? Oh, God, no. No, I'm done with that. Now, we had to, or I had to uh, gargle with baking soda water, you know, because of the chemo just to rinse out my mouth, just to make sure that after taking the medication, that there was no residue because that can cause sores. So, I mean, that was gross too, but actually ingesting it and you're already not feeling all that great to begin with and you're nauseated, it, it just does not, it, it uh, just doesn't do it. It it just totally works against everything. So now that was problem number one. Problem number two. So remember when I said that they said you can still have sex when you're on radiation and chemo, but you just have to take precautions. Okay. Um. I don't know who would have sex after having radiation and being 
lubrication or whatever because your vagina goes through this huge change. Now imagine you're get like I'm cooked on the inside. Like I can feel it. Now your vagina is not uh, exempt from the effects of chemo and radiation. It actually, and I'm going to tell you guys this now, if you haven't ever done this before, and if you have some at home, please do this. And this is, because I'm going to paint you a picture here. So basically, when you're on radiation, you're cooking shit. So when you're cooking shit, you're cooking everything in that area, including your vagina. It was basically like an overcooked hot dog. And if you don't know what an overcooked hot dog in a microwave is like, please go and put a hot dog in, in the microwave oven. Put it on like five minutes, but keep on putting in for five minutes for like, like five times. That's like one week of radiation. Let's see what that hot dog looks like. So you can imagine. And I'm not kidding. That's exactly what it was like. I, I'm not, it's not even like, I'm not over exaggerating. I'm not doing, it's a hot dog. It's an overcooked hot dog. As far as the chemo goes, well, it was a Mack truck and the Mack truck brought a friend. It was bad. It was so bad. Like I was at this point where I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is supposed to be making me feel better. I actually feel worse now than I did when, before I started treatment and I was sick from no treatment from, you know, this tumor in my ass. It's unbelievable. The, the treatments make you feel worse than the actual illness itself. But you know what? My last dose of chemo was January 16th for the first round. I was ecstatic. I couldn't wait to stop taking that stuff. I am so almost done. Now, not only am I so almost done with chemo, I'm thinking to myself, I'm so almost done with radiation because once the radiation stops, all this is going to go away, right? Okay, well, you'd think that, but uh, you'll see. All right, so now we are... At January 20th to the 22nd, these are the three boosters, the three last boosters. Oh my God, I can't wait. Now, when somebody tells you, okay, it's not going to be as long as your regular treatments. They're going to be a little bit more potent, but it'll actually be quicker. It's just little like spurts. You just want to give you that last little shot, right? And it's a little bit more localized, so they close in on... Uh, the tumor so they kind of take a scan they make sure to note where the tumor is and they kind of uh, they kind of adjust the numbers and they kind of tighten the area up so it's like they want to give it that like really good blast so they want to like just get right on it like as best they can so I'm getting these boosters right I'm thinking all right okay just it'll be nothing now yeah no it's actually worse because these boosters are more potent. So I don't, like you're already in pain. I already have a bladder that feels like, you know, somebody lit a freaking firecracker in it. And that now I'm peeing shards of glass. I've got a fucking burning ass that's peeling and blistering. Uh, I've got uh, a wiener vagina. Like, can it get any worse? Like, honestly, yes, yes, it can. It can get worse. I mean, I didn't, I really didn't think so, but apparently it can. Um, so I'm laying there on the table, and I'm getting these boosters, and it's like, all right, no problem. Eh, just like any other radiation therapy, right? No, no. I actually felt it. Now, maybe some people won't feel it. Maybe it was because of the amount of pain that I was in already that I felt it. Um, but I felt it, like... It wasn't like, you know, somebody poking me or anything, but 
it's almost like you can feel that heat go right into you, like that laser heat go right into you. So it's like, ah. And then go to the side, and it's like, hmm, okay, not too bad. But then it goes right to the back, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, felt that. Like, the sides weren't that bad, but it was, like, the front and the back that were the worst. Um, yeah, those didn't feel good at all. And I was just at the ver on the verge of tears when, you know, after each of those treatments. And it felt like those three days were longer than the five weeks put together. It was like, I think it's because I just wanted it over and done with and I really didn't want to go. So it was just more of me dragging myself out of the house to go get it done. It was that whole process and it just, it felt like forever. Now I had to go for an echocardiogram uh, to check on the pericardial effusion uh, that was caused by the cancer. So that's the fluid around my heart. So go for the echo. Now I'm in pain. Like I'm, I'm really not feeling it. And they got to poke and prod you with like the ultrasound thing. It's in your chest, but you know what? It's just, you just start feeling shit everywhere, you know? And it's like, you feel like you have to tell them like, you know, I'm on chemo and I'm on radiation just to let you know in case like, you know, I don't want you to blow up or anything. Like, like I didn't know what would happen. So it's like, it just, you just don't want to be anywhere and it's like it was just it was just hard it was like you know an echocardiogram is probably one of the easiest tests you can get and it was just like I yeah just it was hard everything was hard at that point so I mean I think a little bit uh maybe like an episode back I was mentioning about superpowers okay I think I finally found the superpower I think I realize what superpower I got I got the superpower of fucking fire because there was fire everywhere in my fucking body like you know from my ass to my head to my feet to my arm like I was like I was one just one big fucking fireball just you know I, I couldn't believe it but hey what are you gonna do right but now January 22nd came around it was my last radiation treatment. Never again. I, I basically ran out of that hospital after that treatment. I didn't even want to ring that fucking bell. Screw that shit. I am not giving them a chance to fucking screw my life up again. Well, you know what? Even me running out of the hospital and going home, I was not safe because they had my fucking number. They called me. And I couldn't believe what they told me. Okay, so I get home. Finally over. I'm celebrating. This is great. You know, we sit down. We watch TV. Uh, a little later, uh, Pat goes to bed. I stayed up because I couldn't sleep. I was just, like, so wired. All this treatment bullshit. It's, like, so much shit is going through my body. And, you know, like, I'm done and... But I'm still in pain, and I'm still heating every piece of furniture in the house, apparently. So, just sitting there, just killing my brain on TV, trying to forget about everything. Uh, the next day, uh, Pat gets up. Uh, he has coffee. I can't drink the coffee because it just doesn't go down right. So, I have, like, a cup of tea or something. And then the phone rings. It's a hospital. Oh, it's the radiology department. Oh, this is fantastic. What the fuck do you want now? Well, the nurse on the phone tells me, Oh, you left way too early yesterday. We had something to give you. And I'm thinking to myself, you're giving me parting gifts? Like, seriously? Like, I get presents because I had radiation? What kind of presents do you have for me? Well, apparently, I get, I get the beautiful gift. Of dilators. And I'm like, a what? Dilators. You have to you have to stretch your vagina after after radiation. Otherwise it's gonna basically like shrink and shrivel up and I'm like, no, I, it's a hot dog right now, so thank you very much though. I mean 
I don't know how I'm gonna stretch this thing. Either there's no there's no like elasticity in it at all. It's just a piece of meat that was put in the microwave over and over and over again. No, you have to stretch it out. And how are we gonna do this with dilators? And how are we gonna do this? Nothing's going in there. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. So. Let me tell you, there was no way I was going to set foot in that fucking hospital again. So I sent my poor husband. <laughs> he went and picked him up for me. He shows up at home. Brown bag. <laughs> I go, that's lovely. It's like, so you open the bag and these dilators are all in these like sterile packs. It's just a long piece of plastic with like a rounded off end. Kind of looks like a dildo, but it's it's a medical dilator. And then a big tube of lube. Oh, this is great. This is going to be so hot. Like, oh my God, this is so sexy. So then I got the instructions on how to stretch my vagina. I'm like, oh, this is classy. This is so fucking classy. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. This is insane. It is, this, all this is like, I'm being honest, they're all freaks. Oh, freaks over there. They're sticking their finger in my ass. They're all taking turns. Now they're giving me dildos. This, like, are they, like, seriously over there? Like, they must be laughing their asses off at this. It's like, this is all ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. So, yeah, I'm... So there's three different sizes of dilators. There's one that's, like, about, I'd say, probably a quarter of an inch... Well, maybe, no, maybe a little bit bigger. Maybe, like, half an inch. And then the other one's a little bit bigger. I think it's, like, a five-eighths or something. And then the next size up is an inch. And it's, like, okay, well, I'm, like, obviously they sent me, like, three different sizes. So I'll logically start with the smallest one. But I'm, like, you know, I'm looking at the one-inch one. I'm, like, yeah, and? I mean, it's, like, not a not a big deal, right? Oh no, it is. It 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 is a big deal. There's a reason why they send you three sizes. So start with the smaller one. So start with the smaller one, and you have to exercise. You have to let it sit there and just lay there with it in you. And it is the most uncomfortable thing, like mentally and physically, because like you're laying there, like this is it's embarrassing. It's, you feel so like, you know, you've been through all this bullshit and it feels like it's, it feels like it's the last joke. Like, you know, like it's the, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It's like, this is the last thing I fucking needed to do. So, laying there and then you have to slowly move up. So it's like every week. Uh, or every two weeks, however long it takes you, really. Um, you just move up to the next size, and then you exercise with that one, and then you move up to the last one, and then you exercise with that one continuously. Now, I honestly don't recommend you stopping um, even after you think you're done, because you're not. And so just keep on doing it, because you're going to be doing it for a very long time afterwards. Um, as far as time frame for uh, when they figure you're done, um, they say probably, I think it's like a month to two months. Um, but in my experience, um, I had stopped, but I wish I hadn't because shortly after that, I went for surgery. And I had a whole other amount of problems after surgery because I had stopped. Because they just recommend no sexual activity uh, until four weeks after surgery. Well, you know, well, no, you don't have, but you should still be exercising it because I ran into a lot of problems where um, it actually closed up and it was very very painful to get it to open up and be somewhat normal again 
Okay, so now uh, we are on the healing path. So it hurt and burned and peeled and all that stuff uh, for, I'd say, uh, roughly, uh, probably two months. Now, the pain obviously didn't stay for the whole two months. I'd say probably after my last booster, I'd give it a good three weeks where I didn't feel any pain at all. Uh, pain subsided about a week after that. And then the next week it got a little better. And then the week after that, no pain. Um, peeling, peeling was a never ending thing. Like, I think I was still peeling after my surgery. I had little bits and pieces coming off here and there. Not as bad as before and not as uh, painful and blistery feeling, but it's still a lot of dead skin coming off. Uh, wow, yeah, the darkness. The darkness didn't go away until uh, just recently, and it's still there. So when you think about it, uh, January... 2020 and we are now July 2021 so year and a half yeah about it's and it's still a little dark so I think that's going to take an even longer time and it may be like that forever uh, I don't know it, time will tell um, another thing that happened with uh, the heat line that this healing part with the radiation was well now my tumor shrunk so now i i am able to you know have bowel movements a little bit not like super duper ones but more than nothing but there was one big problem because there was fecal matter like in my intestines well wherever the radiation uh, rays were going well it cooked my poop like literally cooked my poop. Now, not only do you have cooked poop and it's hard, it's hard like a cement. Um, you also have all that dead skin and all the like pieces of the dead tumor coming off on top of that too. So it the first few days was very, very, very painful. So now it's like the poop that's coming out is like shards of glass with dead pieces of tumor coming out, which was really gross. Um, I'm peeing fire and shards of glass, which really, that's just not fun. Um, my skin is burning and peeling and it's bleeding at some points and cracking, uh, can't sit down. Uh, taking a bath was painful, even in cooler water and stuff, painful. I, the water just burned even more. Uh, I'm tired. I have no energy. I was a mess. I was a wreck. I was, you know, and this was healing. And it's, it's so hard to even think about it because it's like, how can that be considered healing? Because I don't even feel like I'm healing. I feel like I'm getting worse. But in your head, you know, Kate, it has to get better now. There's no, like, it can't get worse than this, really. Was it going to get worse? I didn't know at that time. I didn't know if it was going to get worse or if it was going to get better. But, I mean, now I knew what chemo felt like. I knew what radiation felt like. I mean, what's the surgery going to feel like? How am I going to come out of that? Like, is that going to be worse than a radiation? So now it's like I'm thinking all these things. I'm like, oh my, now I'm starting to panic. Like, oh my God, like what is going to happen to me? Like, am I strong enough to get through this? So now uh, we've come to about maybe February 19th. Uh, so that would be when I had an appointment with my family doctor. She wanted an update and I had the results of my echocardiogram for the pericardial fusion to see if it was still there. Well, oh, here we go. Yes, oh, yeah, it's still there. Well, of course it is because the cancer is still there. So, oh, thanks a lot. I still have fluid around my heart. It's fantastic. I'm loving every minute of this. Um, 
asked how I was feeling. I told her all my symptoms and what had happened. And I mean, it's, it's like these doctors love hearing these stories, you know? I mean, maybe because I say it in a little bit more of an animated way and it's like just my reaction to things and how I say them, but it's like I, I promised myself that I would never, uh, I would never let cancer like take a hold of me. I would never allow it to happen and I'm going to do everything in my power to just kick it to the curb, man. They're not going to get, it's not going to get me. It's not going to get me. You're not going to get my soul. You're not going to get anything of me because I own me and I'm the only one that owns me and nobody else does. So shortly after my family doctor appointment, February 24th, I had a follow up with Dr. Pierce, my radiologist. Oh, and when he asked me how it was going, I didn't hesitate to tell him that my vagina was a cooked fucking hot dog. I did not stop myself for one minute from saying anything stupid because I was at that point that I was like, I don't care anymore because this is how it is. I'm just going to be open and be truthful and not bullshit anybody. I'm not going to walk in and be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. No, I'm a bag of fucking shit. I feel like I just got fucking run over. And my vagina is a cooked hot dog that I have to stretch with a dilator. This is fucking fantastic. I fucking love this life. Oh, you know what? Best fucking vacation I could ever fucking think of. But he laughed. I think I think he needs that kind of, like, um, I think he needs his patients to talk to him. Because he even said, like, you know, there's some people that are so, like, afraid of saying that anything's wrong. And, you know, just hearing me say that in that way and stuff, because it's truthful. And it's that, that's what they need to hear in order to make the changes that need to be done so you know one piece of advice that I can give anybody like even if it's not cancer if it's something else or you have an issue with something just tell them just be open about it just tell them how you feel and stuff because things can't evolve if we just keep on saying everything's okay because we can't we can't improve on something if we don't know uh if there if we don't know there's an issue we can't improve on it basically now, as far as my tumor, like I said earlier, uh, that's when I got confirmation that my tumor had shrunk. Uh, it didn't shrink a lot. They were kind of hoping that it would shrink more than that. But he said that it had shrunk just enough for them to save the sphincter. So that was their main goal. And he goes, as far as we're concerned, you do not need any more radiation. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Uh, I'm so happy right now, even though I'm in so much pain. So now it was just a matter of going home and resting. Um, now my surgery was booked for March 23rd. I was looking forward to that. And now basically now with radiation being over, um, you have a 12 week window where you can have the surgery. So, um, now unfortunately from the first week to the eighth week, you can't have any surgery or anything done because the radiation is still so strong and it's still like, it's still dangerous. Uh, so anytime between eight weeks and 12 weeks is the safe period, but the closer you get to that 12 week mark, the less um, the window kind is the window's tight because it's like the closer you get to the twelve week mark, that's when the radiation is doesn't have any effect anymore. So your your tumor can actually start, you know, growing again. So it's like you may actually if you go past that time or even if you're just so close to that twelve week period you actually may need radiation again uh, in order to stop that growth. Um, so March 23rd was the obvious choice. March 23rd, I think, uh, brought us to week 10. So that was, that was cutting it close. 
Uh, and, I mean, I was kind of hoping for week nine, but, I mean, what are you going to do, right? So, I'm like, okay, March 23rd, and I guess that's <laughs> let's do this, you know. I finally get this thing out of my ass. It's I waited so long to have that taken out, and now that time was here, and it's like, I just, all I have to do now is rest, get better, and, you know, the pain's starting to subside. Uh, I still have pain from the chemo and stuff like that, uh, but, like, the radiation, like, the big, big pain from the radiation was really starting to die down, so, like, okay, this is going good. I'm starting to poop, and, you know, I'm not having, like, major, you know, intestinal issues anymore, so things are good, and I, I can eat now because now I can go to the bathroom, so it's like things were starting to look up. But I still didn't want to get my hopes up too, too much. So, you know, I still kept in the back of my head that, you know what, I can't get too comfortable and I can't get, you know, too happy. So now, in order to get ready for the surgery, uh, I just had to have an MRI done. Uh, that was done on March 3rd. Uh, so I had that puppy done. And then on... The 7th, I had another one done just to do with the dye to, uh, you know, make sure that the, they can locate the tumor and then kind of get, like, hone in on it so that he knows exactly where he needs to cut and stuff. So all that prep work was getting done. So this is where I'm going to stop this episode because the next episode is going to be about the surgery. I want to thank you for listening. And, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, that kind of, that kind of worked out a little better this week, I guess. I don't know. I'm a little tired today, so, um, I got lots on the go right now, so. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm happy, uh, that, uh, I see some of you are listening. And, uh, I'm hoping it, uh brings you some uh, some happiness and some laughs and uh, keeps your mind off of your troubles and you know and you get to learn a few things at the same time so uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye